Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com. We play D&D and we do it on the weekly. And we're back again. It's Sunday night, August 25th. Time for us to dive into yet another episode of our grand adventure hosted by our wonderful DM, Bo Schwartz. It's me, uh, Scott Johnson, John Jagger, uh, Kristen Ashton, and of course, Kyle Ferguson, all huddled around the fire, ready to play. And we're going to do that in a second. But before we do, I'd like to read emails on the show, and I'm going to do one this week from a listener named, hold on, there he is, Linus. I think he's probably from Sweden, Linus Brorson. It's a really cool name. Anyway, Linus wrote in, says, Hey, TWBD, my name is Linus, and I love your show. I even got inspired to try playing Lizard Folk by listening to Varel, but my favorite character is actually Nash with his jokes and his everything is in the solar mines. Uh, But my thoughts for you guys are about Nash's magic ball. From the moment he picked it up, I was picturing a magic eight ball. Can you please tell us how the ball actually looks? Thanks for the many laughs at work. Best wishes from Sweden. Oh, there's the Sweden part. Linus. Well, Linus, uh, I only I pictured the ball not as a thing that I could shake and then look at and it would tell me things. It was really just an implement like my staff when I didn't have my staff to, like, focus magic. But um, as far as I know, Bo, that ball doesn't have any fancy powers or abilities outside of just being a focus, right? It's a magical, excuse me, it's a magical source. Yeah. Uh, In terms of its physical appearance, I don't remember what I said at the time. Um, I think. I said focus. What do you think it looks like? Like, it's like a crystal ball. Like, I kind of pictured it almost like a big marble. Yeah. Maybe a little glowy. Okay, you know the Lord of the Rings when they got the the ball in uh, Saruman's tower there? And they're all kind of gathering around it trying to talk to uh, Sauron or whatever. And it's all kind of. It's just a ball, but it feels like it's got kind of a glow to it inside. That's how I pictured it, but small. Like a yeah, smaller. Yeah, that ball, works. About that big. That's my thinking. Any uh, any disagreements around the table? <laughs> Anybody else want to <laughs> comment on the I size of my ball? It. Bowling ball? Yeah. I mean, bowling ball, we were just talking about bowling, funny enough. But like that, but imagine like one of those cool, marbly looking bowling balls, like a blue one, but shrunk down to about the size of a softball. That's what I pictured. But yeah, we never really got into it. And it's not the kind of thing I can shake and go, oh, you will find a you know, great fortune this day or anything like that. As best I can tell. Unless Bo has some weird surprise for me. But we're back to the staff anyway, and the ball is just in my pocket. I don't think so. You can count on your ball to be a ball. Yeah, just a ball. I think. Yeah. We're good. We're good there. Have a ball, everyone. Thank you for that email, Linus. If you'd like to send us your own emails, head on over to the site. There will be dungeons.com. Super easy to contact us, and we would love to read it right here on the show. A reminder uh, that at the end of the show, I will talk deeply about our support system and how you can get cool stuff in the mail every month or even digital rewards or just the satisfaction of knowing you help your favorite Dungeons & Dragons show continue to thrive and survive. 
So uh, more on that later. You can check it out now, though. If you're listening live, head on over to therewillbedungeons.com. The tradition states that we must hand over the torch to Kristen, who will sum up last week's adventure so that you're ready for today's. Kristen, take it away. Indeed, last time on There Will Be Dungeons, they secured the security simian and snailed the second. Arresting the alarm, they found themselves friended by a flying fiend named Albert. He was Hell's helper, tasked with tripping up the truancy of the weir as both boundaries bartered beings, but Hell hoped to hedge their hold. Albert continued conversation, implying interesting insight, particularly the principal's place in this patch of a poisoned past. Exiting the executive's office, they took to the tram, fighting to figure out the following feat. Albert described a door devoid of DC, prompting them to push to the power plant. On their way, however, they beheld the builds of bugbears bouncing off the bulwarks. Too many to take, they sent to the suites, secured the security snail, and sent him carefully careening toward the curs. They also affirmed their AI antics had indeed achieved attainment. Bugbears now belabored, they walked willfully. Getting to the green line, ice idled their impetus. Slowly they stepped until stumbling upon a sleeted slammer topped by twenty feet of ice. They managed to melt a minuscule morsel, but the time it took was taxing. Finding a flue fixed far from the floor, they passed around the propeller panties and carefully crawled through the concealed clearance. Now rejoin our heroes as they endeavor to energize excised electricity! What will they find buried in the ice? Was the ice keeping them out or keeping something else in? And just what will the security snail do upon seeing the brutish bugbears? Stay tuned for today's adventure in the wide world of The Wastes. All right, Bo, the talking stick is yours. Okay, so let's get ourselves organized as we begin. What was the marching order again? It was Stanley, I believe, up front. Yep, I was the first one in. We have an intact map still. That's still a thing. I need to go look. Sorry. I didn't look. Uh, there's no map. Well, there's uh, the map of the facility that we're on currently. Okay. All right. Oh, it's just our, cool. like, our, uh, uh, sorry, the subway map system thing deal that we had going. All right. Sorry. Yeah, the subway map. Yep. We don't have a battle map. But you uh, last week, you guys crawled. You guys um, were trying to get through a thick ice door had about 20 to 30 feet of ice between the start of the ice uh, sheet and the door you tried to heat metal you tried to get through it realized you'd be crashing down a bunch of ice and you climbed up uh, hope looked up and saw that there was a vent and you managed to melt the ice there and everyone floated up and climbed through it so you're all in a vent right now so i believe it's stanley first after that it was hope that went next mm-hmm. and then and then it was nash and then Borel. All right, and as you climb into the vent with your Alad, you have the underwear on you like a, an Aladdin vest. Correct. <laughs> um, so it's still on you, correct? Yes. All right, and because you're using it to fly, it it was on, so you are quite cold. So a lot of water's coming off your body because you are always hot. Okay, um, so that's the order, and now who's what got what sources of light active? Um, I would give Varela stone. Uh, that's got that I would light, and then I would carry okay. one also. So the two people up in front have dark vision, so they can see without the need of light. And right. so if you guys are going to make light stones, that's cool. I'll make a note of that. All right, all right, perfect. All right, so the four of you have begun clambering in a freezing cold 
vent. The vent is large enough for you to be on hands and knees and crawl through, but you can feel your backs bump up against it. In particular, you, Varel, have to crawl low to the ground and be more stretched out because of your larger size. The surface is cold, slick with ice on all sides. And as you begin crawling through the vent, there's a very cold breeze freezing your hairs and causing little icicles to form Stanley on your on, on the tips of your hair and ears as you move through the vent. You look ahead and see nothing but a long vent tunnel. Can't see the end. And you don't see any turns ahead from your 60 feet of dark vision. All right, I'm going to keep on crawling through, keeping a you know, a pretty decent pace, trying to keep the body moving and the blood flowing. And okay. I'll just sort of keep an eye on the floor, see if there's ever a point, you know, where you can sometimes see through, like it's a, a grate down below. Okay. Um, or if it stays solid the entire time. Uh, so, sorry. You, you Are you doing anything special to, to do this, or just as you move? No, just as I, as I move, yeah, just keeping an eye okay. out for any place where it might be an exit or okay. be able to see where we are and get a sense of where we're at. Okay, so but progress continues. So you make your way uh, on, you know, your hands and knees. Dun, 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 dun. There's a lot of shuffling and noise. Is there any attempt to be quiet here? Because you, it's very easy to make noise bumping your bodies up against the sides. Um, I don't think so. I think I've described I'm moving pretty quick, so okay. probably not All the right. most stealthy. All right, so you hustle down the vent, and as you uh, get farther, you notice that the vent turns to the right and turns to the left. You can see that now 60 feet within your vision. Ends at uh, T-junction. Do I have any sense on, based on the direction we went into it, which direction would be heading towards the door? Um, as you, uh, the vent direction was moving up ahead and probably over the door. Okay. So you so, might even be well past the door at this point. Alright, uh, take a look down both sides. Is it nearly identical either way? Alright, so you approach the T-junction, look carefully left and look right. You notice that in the right passage, it turns left immediately very quickly. And in the left passage, it turns right quickly, forming almost like a box or fork shape. I'll just kind of yell back. Left or right? What do you see? It's the same either way. Famous last words. Uh, left. Okay. I'm going to go <laughs> left. <laughs> Not understanding what Nat just said, I'm going to just go left. All right, you make your way left and move to the, move, like, it's about 10 feet, and then it immediately move, moves to the right. And as you peer around the corner to the right to see what's down there, you see that it, the, the passage travels. Okay, I might sneeze at any moment. Sorry about that. Get a mute. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he sneezes funny. Wait, Sorry, Bo, are you a multiple sneezer or just a single blast? How do you do it? Sometimes it's more than one, but usually it's a single blast. Okay. Yeah, single blast. It's a shotgun blast. Same. That's you, how I do it. If, if I sneeze in your general direction, it's a hospital visit for you. <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> so you look, you peer off to the right, Stanley, and as you look down the vent, 
cool air blows on your face. And you see that the, the, the vent travels again another 60 feet out, and then there's a T-junction at the end. Turns left and turns right. All right. Oh, boy. All right, I'm going to crawl to the T-junction. Can I get a sense of, like, if I look left and right, does the air seem to be hitting me harder one way versus another? Hmm, well, you're, right now you're at a, a, an L-junction. Or it's not a junction, but an L-shaped turn, so you can't tell. All right, I'll proceed to, to the up. next T-junction and then check that out. Uh, the party you're following, Stanley? Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right, so you make your way to the next T-junction, and you look left and look right. And on the right, you see um, likely a passage where the the way to go right connects because you see it sort of turn back into a square. And so to the right, you see, in terms of new territory, you see two vent shafts turning to the left. And on the left side of your T-junction that you're at, you see again it turns into to an L shape moving to the right. So it's like there are three passages heading in the direction that you were going. You test the air to see if one side is cooler than the other and the air draft seems to be flowing towards the direction where you exited and it's you don't notice a difference. Okay, so it's kind of the same across the board. Yes. All right, I'm going to so if I go to the right, you said there are two left turns eventually? Yes. And right, I'm going to go to the right, mm -hmm. and I'm going to take the first left. Okay. So what would essentially be the middle passage? Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you make your way to that intersection. Boom, 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 boom. Moving through the ventilation shaft and look down. And this time, the passage runs farther than your vision can see. Am I still feeling the cold air hitting me? Cold air is blowing on your face. Everyone's starting right. to get very cold, but for real. I might keep going. Okay. You start making your way down that passage. Several minutes goes by, and then a larger draft of cold air blows. Do you continue? Okay. Um, so <laughs> something curious happens and enters into your vision as you continue proceeding. You notice that the vent has been mostly made of some sort of... I'm not sure what vents are made with, but it's like an aluminum reinforced steel kind of deal. Um, but it's generally been quite solid and, and because you have a sense that if there was any exterior air on the outside, it's not malleable or moving. So perhaps it's encased in ice, the passage that you're moving through, if you had to imagine. Okay. But as you begin moving forward, you notice a, 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 an opening in the bottom of the vent. It's, it's not so much an opening as it is like one of those graded slits where like, a, I mean, it's, a, it's an actual vent, like an actual place where air might blow into a certain area. All right. When I go over and take a look. All right, you want to approach it and take a look? As you begin to make your approach to this thing, you feel a sudden lurch in the vent shaft. And it's imperceptible. It might only be half an inch. 
but the whole of the vent passage leans a little bit down by half inch. You just barely notice this, but you notice it. You haven't made okay. your way there. You're about halfway to the the opening. I'm gonna carefully continue. Ah, that sounds like you'd like to apply some skill to this sure. ventilation. Sure, let's, uh, let's do a roll of some kind. <laughs> okay. Um, what would that be? That would be like acrobatics, right? You want to try to make yourself light on your... Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that seems okay. And you put your feet and arms in the corner to push your weight to the sides rather than below. It's a 22. Okay, so you do this quite easily, putting feet on either side and shimmying your way the rest of the way. So you approach this section of the vent. Uh, the rest of the party, you didn't notice. Well, you didn't oh, notice. Oh, I Stanley... should tell him. I should yeah. tell him. Okay. I'll allow it. It feels <laughs> like uh, it feels like the vent's a little shaky up ahead. I'm gonna try and continue forward, but we should be careful proceeding. Uh, would you like us to wait? Might be a good idea for now. All right. And hope we'll stop. Okay. Hurry, Stanley. This place is cold and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you you approach the the opening and you see that there's a couple of mechanisms on this opening. One there appears to be some sort of a a padded material covering up what you thought might be an opening, but it looks to be some kind of well, it looks like a filter. Uh, it, it's gray and, and black. In addition, underneath it, you see, you can see and you can hear very softly a... Seems dangerous. Uh, okay, I'm going to carefully make my way back to the rest of the group. Do you turn around or do you just shimmy yeah. backwards? Uh, I'll turn it around. Okay, acrobatics check, please. I'm pretty acrobatic. How bad could it be? Yep, that bad. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have said it. Seven. Okay, so you go to flip your body around back the other way, and you get a little stuck, and you put a little bit more weight than you intended on the bottom of the vent, and the vent appears to move down just an inch more. And this time it makes an audible sound that the party can hear. You hear it. Wow. <laughs> Excuse you, Stanley. <laughs> I'm gonna very slowly start to climb back and crawl back and I think it's slipping and it sounds like there's a fan below us. I think we need to go back right now. Hope we'll not and start trying to back up. Okay, you're gonna reverse? Yeah. Alright. Uh, so hope you are reversing into Nash. I, I she'll I, I'll I'll also reverse. Okay, you're reversing into Varel. Varel, Nash is coming at you with his butt. I will too reverse, and I will angle to the left, taking us down the way that we came. Okay, so go back. All right, everyone begins reversing. Uh, okay. So, Stanley, you see everyone reversing. Uh, you do manage to write yourself the right way, but you're still in, in near the fan. All right. 
I'm going to crawl towards them. Now it's a little awkward because they're just backing up and I'm crawling forward towards them, but that's okay. what I'm doing. We'll, we'll continue to use your first acrobatics roll to apply to this, and you shimmy your way back to uh, back to s- relative safety, if even there was danger. All right, we need to decide where to next then. Well, forward to our next angle, yes. Yeah, didn't it cut to the? We didn't. We went left, so right then. The second left. Or we did the first. Left. Second yeah, left. We can, okay. we can check out the second left. We're right. You go is our tester. Mm, maybe I can open up a new sheet here in roll twenty and just draw lines so you can. S- everyone's on the same page in case you're like, no, it's the other left. But is it at this left? Your left. That sounds on good. your left. Close the damn door. All right. Everyone on this page? Getting there. Mm-hmm. I have to launch it. I was looking at the sweet map I drew, which I thought was pretty good, and we're about to find out if that's true or not. <laughs> Maybe yours still uh, is sweet. Bose is let's bad. See. <laughs> so I'm just drawing a line here. So that was the... Oh, that doesn't look... Two dots. There are two dots. <laughs> okay, so then you, there's like left... I don't see. Like oh, that. I see. Yeah. Like... No, that's helpful. Yeah. So yeah. far, it looks a lot like. Yeah, that. that's what I oh, pictured. No. Oh, whoa. Cool. Oh, no, nope, not not anymore. Mistakes <laughs> were <laughs> Mistakes were made. All right, everyone. <laughs> Great podcast uh, content. I'm drawing. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I did it again. All right. So, anyways, while I do this, you guys can discuss your plan of action. So, basically, uh, there's like a, a fork coming off of the top of this. We want to go to the right prong, the one he just drew, actually. Yeah. Right? The, yes, that's okay. what I pictured. I didn't know where it was, but okay, yeah. The m- middle one had a fan at the end of it. We're gonna go to the right prong. Yeah. Let's fork. go to the prong, the right one. You're going to the right prong of the fork. Yeah. Yes. It looks like a mechanical pencil up close. The tip is the the little line, and then you get the little gauge, and then the pencil. You know. All right, so you're moving to the right side. <laughs> yeah. Also, right, here we are. I like that fan little, is capital lowercase n. Yeah, like lowercase n is good. I like it. I'm doing this quickly. Leave me alone. It's all good. Um, I, all like right. it. I like so, it. So, all right, so you back out, and then move to the right, and move to the passage, and peer left. You see 60 feet ahead of you that there's nothing but vent passage. Uncertain what lay ahead. All right. We'll start going down that one now. All right. You begin moving down that one. This time the passage seems firmer. And up ahead you do see a similar, probably in about the same location perpendicularly, um, or parallel. I mean, it is one of those grates again on the bottom of the vent. And this is because you're listening for it. You hear the as you get closer. Uh, does the grate basically take up the entire vent floor or? Uh, there's room to put your feet and hands along the side, maybe like four inches. And it continues past this as well. It it's continues just, past, yes. Section. That's right. And can we see through it or is it that same foamy filtered? Like You'd have to get close to it. to it to tell. Oh, well, let's get close to it. Then. All right. 
And is there any considerations in your approach, or are you just moving right up to it? No, this, this one felt solid. Let's go. All right. <laughs> so you, you clamber your way up ahead, moving forward. Everything feels fine. Make your way to the grate, and you see it has the same sort of filter substance. Um, just thick and damp, but it looks like it's made out of filth itself at this point. All right. Um, can I push on it? Can I push? try and push it out? Yeah. How many fingers? Or your whole palm? Or are you trying to pull whole, it out? Whole, whole palm. Uh, so you, you push on it, and you feel like it it's it's a giving material. It, it feels like solid, but have you ever like, I don't know, taken you know, in your laundry machine, you can pull out the thing, and it's got all the... It feels like that, but the solid substance of that. So it's like gives a lot. But it's cold and hard, but still mushy. And you try to push it doesn't look like it can push through probably can maybe pull it you mean the lint okay. kit, the lint tray in a yeah oh, okay yeah. all right all right i'm gonna <laughs> whatever that thing's called I don't, pull, yeah, pull sure. on it we'll pull on it see if it comes all right in. you give it a little tug and it sort of you pull up this like you know a piece of it but it won't snap out you're gonna have to give it a hard pull to get it out could i cut it out with my dagger sure Right. I mean, you can try the dagger and try and cut around it. All right. You, and is any consideration to how you cut it out? Uh, trying to go around the, the knife? around the frame to where I can get like a corner, so maybe I can, you know, peek my head down through. Okay, so you put your knife in gently, and you're able to cut through it very easily, and you cut out a square, a little square piece. Gingerly, and as you li you lift it up. You see underneath it, you feel more air blowing now, like intensely, like really cold. And with your dark vision, you can see that there's something spinning. Likely there's a fan directly underneath it. It's going and appears to be drawing air from whatever's underneath up into the vent. Okay, I will turn around and confirm there are fans directly underneath be cautious as we go past. I wouldn't put much weight on this particular spot. And we'll crawl forward. Okay. So you put it back? Uh, the little square piece? Yeah. Yeah, will it stay or is it just going to fall? I mean, you can place it back in, although it... okay. yeah, as you put it back in, it floats up and blows <laughs> up. <laughs> so no, you can't put it back. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Unless you want to have some epoxy or some glue or something like that, you want to. Yeah, I don't have that with me, so I'm gonna just crawl past. <laughs> All right, so you crawl past the vent, and, <laughs> and you beckon the rest of the party to follow, right? Yep. Does the rest of the party follow? Heck yes. Yep. All right. Everyone starts clamoring, and everyone gets close to it. Sees that there's a little cutout hole, and there's a fan underneath and blackness beyond. Can't see anything in there. Um, Varel. As you move by, you notice a little flash of light come from the hole below. There's a tiny little dot, like a firefly in the distance. It's like a pink. Hmm. Well, Stand I hear up. no fan. I'll uh, I'll spit my life my light stone into the hole since I've been holding it with my mouth. I'll go <laughs> and let it fall on in. Okay. 
so we have to time it so it doesn't get hit by the fan. So why don't you roll a sleight of hand check, please? All or right. Of, I was leaving it to luck anyway, so that's that's just as good. <laughs> Fourteen. Okay. So you spit it out, and the fan's moving so fast that it clips the rock and starts bouncing around like crazy behind you. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> as it ricochets back in through the very fast spinning fan and hits the walls all around you, and there's like a light show going on behind you, Stanley, <laughs> and then open. <laughs> And you all hear the bing, 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 and then it, it lands like on top of the uh, lint, the, the filter. I guess it's worth asking because I, I pictured it in my mind's eye and just assumed, oh, that's right. How big is the fan? I mean, the fan is about five feet. Like my, you know, you can't see the whole thing, but you see that it's a rather large seat, like fan that's embedded in the vent. That's a ceiling fan, but it moves very quickly. You can you can't really it's not going it's going so you see it's blur very difficult to get something through it without it being hit. Okay. It's not blowing so hard that it would levitate or push anything, right? Is there a way to gauge that? Well, it did levitate the filter, but not like a creature, probably. Right, too heavy. Okay. Yeah, there's additional wind coming from here going. Anything further you'd like to do, Varel? I'll uh, lip the rock back into my mouth and proceed. Okay. All right, Stanley. So up up in front, you notice there's a, little, a bunch of noise happening. Appears <laughs> <laughs> to have stopped, so you continue <laughs> along. Yep. Uh, the passage appears to move on ahead, and you see another one of these uh, vent panels below you. Okay, everything kind of the same as before? Uh, from this distance, it looks like a similar piece of vent. Okay, I'm crawl up to it. Okay, you make your way up to it. It's, um, you know, got the filter on top. Same right, as the last we'll one. Cut a little square, take a peek through this one too. Okay, cut a little square in it. And you see that there's a the fan, and it's going and it blows air into your face. And you peer into it, and even with your dark vision, the room below is so large you don't see anything. You think maybe on one kind of the corner of your eye, you see some kind of a box floating in out of the darkness, like a square-shaped thing, but you have no idea what it is. And you just see an outline in gray and black. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. Somebody somebody <laughs> had a little drip. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Very concerned up in this fan. Yes. Um, okay. I will relay that I'm seeing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. And then say, are we going to continue or... Anybody else have any ideas? Otherwise, I'm going to just keep going. Let's say we keep going. Does it feel... I'll I'll ask him if it feels sturdy. Does it feel sturdy? Does it feel sturdy? Um, Yeah, so far you haven't noticed anything. One of the things that you can see through the lip of the fan, it's good that you mention it, something you'd be looking for is that the walls of the vent are icy, right? So even though you see vent, they're cold, there's like a layer of ice... You see that beneath the fan, the fan appears to have cut away, but if you sort of look, try to peer your angle to look at 
what's underneath, you see that there's a rather thick sheet of ice surrounding whatever it is you're in, ceiling. You can kind of see that it goes around and that there's a thick layer of ice outside as well. Okay. Uh, we'll keep going. All right, perfect. Uh, so you continue on. And as you continue on, um, everyone else continuing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, as you continue on, there's a little crunch that you hear all throughout the vent. <laughs> and everyone feels a little give of an inch in the vent. Faster, Stanley. Oh, okay. We're going to go faster. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, as you begin, uh, you begin moving faster and hustling down. Is everyone moving faster? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you look. You see ahead that ice begins forming along the sides of the vent, and begins getting narrower and narrower. And from your vision, Stanley, you can see passage will be stopped unless you can break through the ice as it narrows and narrows more into finally a wall of ice in the vent. All right. I am going to I can heat metal and melt this ice. You might take a little damage from it depending on how this goes. Okay. Um Yeah, we're we're here one oh, but it's gonna be like extra damaging heat metal. Ah, we're here. When in Rome <laughs> <laughs> do as the Romans do. I'm gonna heat metal on the metal where okay. the ice is. And how do you keep it from hitting your the party? Like what what's the range I guess on it is what I'm asking the area of effect. Uh the range is sixty feet and it, it just heats metal. I don't know if it says Manufactured metal object weapon within range. Uh, so usually, so aim through six feet. So I don't know if I aim it I mean, far enough away. Maybe it just warms over where we are. I don't know. I would take yeah, the I mean, damage like, hit if I need in to. the vent. Okay, so it begins warming up the vent. If you shoot it up, you're shooting up like sixty feet in front of you, so you won't. You won't be, and none of your teammates will be near it when it goes off, right? Right. Goal yeah, is no. the goal is to melt the ice, not. All right. So expend your spell slot, and ahead of you, the heat, the heat takes effect immediately, and the vent begins warming. Now this doesn't change the shape of the metal it heats, right? That's the magical property of it. So if it's like a shitty metal, it doesn't melt it. Right. right? I don't. I don't think it works. So we're not going to but... be melting the vent. Um. <laughs> so you, you warm up the vent and uh, the ice begins to melt immediately forming giant pools of water trickling down in your direction uh, a stream of water runs towards you Stanley and the vent moves down an inch and everyone goes Yuck. oh jeez and it begins to sag a bit uh, hope in particular underneath you you feel almost like there's a bit of swing and a rock of a left and right where you're hanging. The water begins dripping towards the vent hole and it seeps through the filter and you can hear the, the sounds of as the water falls from whatever ceiling you guys are in and hits the ground below. 
and soon a torrent of water is splooshing down the vent towards the vent bottom. Another inch gives away, and the vent begins swinging. The ice clears up ahead, and the passage is now free, and continues on for what seems interminably. Are we continuing? Let's go. Alright. I'll release right. the spell and start start going. Stanley begins booking it down the vent and uh, Hope is right behind Stanley and as Hope you take your first step the weight from your metal limb pushes uh. down on the vent. Oh no. And the thing begins to fall. You begin ooh, you just feel your world lurch and metal rips. Yeah! as the the metal rips in two and you begin sliding down the passage to the ground behind you nothing but blackness uh what do you do i'm gonna see i'm gonna throw my hand back and see if i can grab onto nash or something or find something with my metal arm to nash is on the other side of the split oh so right underneath you it's split in two and you're okay. falling through the hole cool so i'll do like that one hand grab at anything Okay, uh, let's make an athletics check, please. Metal hand or normal hand? Can I give not her advantage really. if I reach my staff for her? or Because we're not in turn order here. Can I do something in real time like that? Sure. I'm going to do it. Nice. Whether it helps or not, I don't know. But I'll, I'll stick my staff out. Okay, <laughs> you stick your staff out. <laughs> Hope instinctively reaches for the metal. You put your fist through the aluminum metal because it's heated. There's less ice resistance on it, so you just grab a clump of metal in your hand, and then it snaps away. Like you know how you peel a banana, uh -huh. so a p you have your hand on a peel, and you fall down and swing, and you're hanging by this piece of aluminum metal as you swing out open over a black chasm beneath you. Nash reaches out his staff, uh, but as you reach out your staff, Nash, the passage in front of you begins lurching forward and down where Hope has broken it, and because the uh, the vent is full of ice, you begin sliding down the vent through the opening in front of you. Uh, what do you do? I'll grab his back legs. Yeah, gra okay, yeah. Okay, I'll you go. grab his back legs? Yeah, I'll go, Vril, hold me! Athro uh, athletics check, please, Vril. Which I can do mostly freely because I'm still wearing the underwear vest. So I would have reverse flying behind this grab. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 24, 25. Okay. You grab onto his, his leg. Kink, and you begin sliding forward as the weight of both, as, as the vent continues to slowly slide down into the chasm below. Hope's hanging on by a single hand, just like with a, just hanging on, like with a single strip of aluminum hanging on over the hole. Stanley, you see this all happening behind you, and the vent begins also bending down in your location. Turn around and spell economy. I'm going to hit everybody with Featherfall anyway. Okay. <laughs> you immediately hit everyone with Featherfall. They don't feel its effects because none of them are in freefall. They have it for the next minute. Are we falling towards a fan or just towards a room that we can't see the end? Open blackness, so you can't see inside. Although, as you begin to look in, you notice that the room is large, very large. No walls, nothing. In the 60 feet of dark vision you have. And, and I because can't you have, see... Because you have light sources, it, you can see in your proximity, but not 
far out because it's it's dimming your vision right. outside of the light area. And we don't see a floor, right? You don't see a floor. I'll spit my rock at the floor. Okay, so you spit your rock at the floor uh, down and look below and the light carries down. You see these giant towers as the light goes down. These sort of like shelving units with these weird, strange paneling. And as it hits the ground, you see a surface of ice below amidst all these rows of shelves. Cool. I well, say with we uh, drop. I'm sick of vents. Yeah, with with floor found and underwear on back, I will let go of the walls with my feet that I'm holding Nash with and just descend with him. Okay, so you begin sliding out and descend, floating down with your feather fall and your Aladdin wear style underwear. <laughs> you float down with Nash and hand. Nash, you reach the ground hands first. Hope you're still hanging, but you could let go and you, the familiar magic of feather fall now uh, enveloping your body. You can descend if you wish. Cool, yeah, I'll let go. Yeah, so you sort of let go and Mary Poppins your way down, land on your feet. Stanley? Yep, I just slide out. Fall to like, the floor. A, like a fish? Just... Yep, like a <laughs> fish through a cannon. There you go. <laughs> just slide down and gracefully hit the ground. Everyone lands on the ground and they look at what's within their nearby vicinity and they see large towering shelving units in their area. And as into this room, a giant blast of wind, cold, blows from the left-hand side. And you take a look, and you see... You can't make them out clearly because the room is doused in darkness. You see those with dark vision see large wall-sized fans going... <laughs> They're just kind of sound throughout the room that's like <laughs> the ground beneath your feet is covered in ice and as you examine the ice beneath your feet you see that little blinking glowy lights occasionally shine through the ice are they moving or are they stationary they appear to be stationary but sometimes they blink on and then blink off. And the, the ice has this neat way of amplifying them or making them kind of look chromatic as they shine through the, the floor. But they're definitely, it's obvious to us it's coming from underneath? Yeah. Okay. There's not a lot of snow on this ice. It's very clear. It's not very clear ice because it still has patterns and, and distortions in it, but it's not snowy sort right. of ice. It's very clean ice. Hope we'll start looking for a a doorway. Doorways. Any entrances or exits. You've been exploring to see the dimensions of this room and this room is like the size of a football field. There are shelving. Most of the shelving units, some of them are knocked to the ground. On either side of the wall, the ice appears to scope up or or, or slope up rather and like the sort of surface and there's no real doors just ice along the walls of this large massive room and on the left side wall sized fans that appear to be just going <laughs> traveling at large speeds blowing tremendous amounts of cold air into this room everyone begins freezing except for Varel who begins forming snow around his body as the cold air hits his skin it sort of steams 
into snow particles, and there's just snow happening around him now. It's kind of cool looking. Um, does the are there anything on the shelves? Shelves are bare. Uh, the shelves are not bare. They're filled with these units, these box-shaped units. They're full. They have panels and buttons on them, little vents. Some of them appear as you examine it closer. Make they make a little noise. They go. Make these like weird noises. Hmm. Any uh, panels near the fans? As you approach the wall with the fans, they're giant mechanical units. You don't really see any control panels on them. You see that behind, beyond the fans, there's mechanical passages that appear to, to lead to vents of some kind, but it, they don't look like they were intended for human traversal. Okay. <laughs> they blow really cold air on you as you approach it. Uh, your limbs begin to snap and ache as the cold as the freeze of the cold starts setting in. Did we see any doors out of this place? or You found no doors. The room is gigantic though. You've scoped out your section of the room. When I say gigantic, like football field. Like hundreds and hundreds of feet it seems to traverse on into darkness. How big are the shelves? Are they in the ice, or could I pick one up? Uh, so the shelving units are maybe 10 to 20 feet tall, depending on which one. Some of them are knocked over. The shelving units appear to contain ancient computing equipment. Are they metal? The shelves that have been knocked down are falling apart. They are metal. Could I have like a one of those 10, like an Ikea piece, like a 10-foot-long board of metal? Okay, do you want a board or do you want a pole? Like, do you want to take one of the legs or one of the shelves themselves? Oh, I mean, a, a pole would probably be more wieldable. Okay, sure. Well, uh, you approach one of the, the shelves and you go to rip it off. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, if it, it's got beeping, booping machines that I've seen before and they're useless to me, so I'll go ahead and just rip off a pole. All right, athletics check, please. I'm a bit cold. It's a 10. All right. You, you, the metal is not designed to be resilient in a certain way. And you snap them. <laughs> you snap them open and bend them in ways that are not, that, that make you feel like this metal is not all that great. Ah, that okay. Then I, that, I discard it. No. We need to stop that fan. That is our only way forward, and you all are freezing. Also, I do not desire this any underwear anymore, Nash. Please take it back. <laughs> All right. I'll take it back. I'll put it on, and I will not turn it on, though. It stays off. Okay. All right, as you go to put your underwear on... It's probably warm, right? Because he's been wearing you kinda, it. You kind of look around, like, instinctively, because you're changing your underwear. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you sort of look around instinctively to see if anyone's watching you, make sure nobody's watching you. And then you see a face look right at you, like... And it shocks you for a second. But then you notice the face is encased in ice. It appears to be a fully preserved corpse of some sort of human in a block of ice next to a shelf just around the corner. And it's like... And is it me who sees it? Yeah. I go, ah! 
And then I inform them what I've seen, or hopefully everyone turns and I point at it. Yep, yeah, and everyone sees a, there's a sort of a block of ice protruding from the ground, and there's a fully preserved uh, human wearing a lab coat and pants, frozen in place with this expression. <laughs> is it connected to the ground? It is. Okay. This could be our block, our way through the fan. Carve him out with my shield, throw him through, break the device. I'm for trying it. We've got to do something to fight back the cold. Yeah. Maybe, per right. Perhaps there's a way you could cut him free. You're not going to carve him out of it, right? You want to throw him plus his cube that he's in, right? Correct. All right. I will light up my shield and see if I can kind of thaw cut on the edge the block okay. free. Uh, you light up the shield, and it begins melting the ice. Are you using any force to hit it as you do that? It's, it begins melting the surface around it. Nearly like uh, like you were trying to, uh, you know, spatula it off the ground. I see. While melting cutting a tree down or something. Yeah. Okay, um, well, I mean, so it would require force to chip away. I think if you're to wait to melt, because there's so much cold air in here, it is taking a long time to break ice. So we're looking at your estimate just to simply mm. melt it might be 30 minutes. Maybe with a bit of force to punch it. 20. Hmm, so it's too slow for our needs. Maybe not. Nash, mm. this is too slow. While it is perhaps a bit grim, what of your horse? Oh, yeah, I still have. <clears throat> I still have the horse. Its meat may clog the fan. Surely there has to be something <laughs> else we can put in the fan than a horse. Well, you are all dying. I'm willing to try it. Uh, sorry, just to keep in mind, you found one fan. It's not the only fan. There's a wall of fans. How they many run are... down as as, as far as the eye can see. You haven't explored the entire room. There's more than one fan. Sorry, I don't think I made that clear. But we did explore it for exits, right? You did, but not the entirety of the room. You explored your area. It's a football field. Is it it's rectangular massive. like a football field, then? If, you, if you'd like to explore the whole room for exits, you're looking at an hour. This is a massive room that you've entered. It's rectangular, though, and we're on one end of it? Yeah. Okay. It might be worth doing. And the fans are blowing inward, right? Into fans are blowing room? into this room. Yeah, right. From the left si on the left side of this massive room, you can see that there's a wall... The fans themselves are about 60 feet tall. They're wall size. They're massive mechanical fans and just blowing. <laughs> and as you examine one, you can hear that there are more along this wall farther down. I do have a portable. Oh, no, did we use the portable ram? No, we didn't. No, no, no we, we didn't. didn't use the ram. So the ram could be. We could throw it in. We could see if it would jam a fan. And if it does, maybe we break the fans one by one. Are they all reachable? Bow like are they, are they high above us? Are they? I mean, are they low enough for us? They're to... on the left wall. They're on the left wall. All There's along the left wall feet. are giant fans. So I, don't I feel know. like we're gonna need to stop more than one fan. 
Maybe whatever these lights beneath the ice are would be a method to turn them off if we can get down to them. We can try melting a... melting a hole. Create a... a Very well, then. And I'll go over to one of the holes, or the, uh, the lights that we can see below. <coughs> and, like, uh... When Captain America broke out like three stories high and landed on a shield, I'm just going to get out my shield, put my whole body weight on it like a saucer, okay. and just lay into it and see if I can just start descending. Descending into it? Okay, very good. Uh... All right, begin. Hmm, how do I do this? So you want to basically make yourself a tunnel using your fire shield from the Correct. ice. Okay, so you begin attempting this. Uh, you get down on your knee, you put the ice, the, the, the shield to ice and begin trying to burn your way through. It very rapidly creates a hole. And uh, you're able to get five feet in within about a minute. Okay. That's cool. Alright, you would like to continue down? Yeah, as long as their health's holding up, otherwise horse and fan. Okay. Uh, so you, you make your <laughs> way down a couple of feet and finally you get to the bottom. Of, where, of your hole, and then you brush away some of the ice, and you find computer paneling on the floor. Uh, but above it, there's a sort of it appears to be glass. Your glass begins to melt. Your fire sheet begins to melt the glass too, and it turns it sort of a carbon brown. So you don't have access to the computing devices that appear to be on the floor as they're covered with mm. glass, unless you continue to try and break through. I'll relay that information up. There's glass between us and the mechanics that we could use to stop this cold. I say we smash through. Pharrell, break on through to the other side. All right, I'll double fist it and bring it down and break some glass. Okay, so uh, it's, you've made a, a narrow passage. It's very difficult to, to get a full swing in. You probably have to pie like jackhammer. Oh, oh, I'll just use my weight. I'll stand up and just give it a jump and a stomp. All right. You give it a jump and a stomp and hear a as of, of like glass, old carbon burnt glass breaking. And you look at your feet and you see that there's now just loose piles of carbon glass bits and there's a computer panel on the other side. Cool. I'll pick up the glass out of the way and sort of shoo it back towards my knees. Sure. And is there buttons? Uh, so the part that you have access to that you notice is like a little portion of a monitor and a little bit of buttons. There appears to be like some sort of fan in here. Some other buttons, a little slit where you don't know what that's for. Is he in a, is it like a room or is it just like a little... Uh, he's made a tunnel the size of a shield down to the computer beneath the floor, the ice so there's about 10 feet of ice between of between you and a glass floor. And then underneath that glass floor is computing equipment. Pharrell, I could hover down with my underwear. Good. I don't understand what I'm looking at. And I'll start climbing up. And I guess Nash could hover upside down then into the whole yeah, I don't, impossible I don't. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could do... Yeah, I could do that, right, Bo? I don't think that thing has rules when yeah, it comes you to... Can, yeah, you can fly upside down. All right. Well, I will... <laughs> I will. Um, 
<laughs> All of your shit falls out of your cloak and back guano. <laughs> and your cigarettes, the tailbone, everything just flies out of your pockets as soon as you move upside down. Well, hold on. I haven't decided to do it yet. Okay. Um, Damn it. I'm going to... I don't think you should do it. It sounds like all your stuff's going to fall out of your pockets if you do. Yeah, I think I'm going to go down normally and then just sort of crouch, see what I can see. And so I'll start to... And, and hover over there and go down. Okay, so Varel has to climb on out for you to be able to climb on in. Okay. All right. So you begin... You climb on in and make your way down to the computer paneling. You see some buttons. You see letters for, like, I guess what looks like a keyboard... Some numbers. There's part. There's part of a screen that appears to be has this like wavelength on it. Okay. Does it have? Uh, is anything displayed? Words or anything displayed on screens or anything I can read? There's a few numbers. It says five. Then it says ten. This is twenty-three, two, seven. Okay. Those are good numbers. Those are good numbers. Um. I just hit. I want to hit enter on one of them to see what happens. Just see if we get any response. Okay, you hit enter, and then a light in the ice somewhere sort of shines. As it shines, a silhouette of a corpse appears in the ice, and you see another human just okay frozen in the ice, and the light sort of dims down. And you don't see it anymore. And there are multiple keyboards, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like to hit. No, there's one keyboard. Oh, there's, there's just, just the one. one. Okay. Um, I would you like to do an investigation check to see what you're dealing with? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, investigation. I've done this so long. I gotta look at what my damn stat is. <laughs> investigation plus three. It's not bad. All right. Um, fifteen. All right. Uh, you have no idea what you're looking at. It's a computer. You don't know what it's for. It looks to be measuring some kind of wavelengths of some kind. What happens when I hit the escape key? Screen still just appears to be doing its normal function. It doesn't appear to have an effect. Okay. I will yell up that I I don't there I there's no way to know what the we have to enter here. But it needs some sort of input before I can I don't think just breaking these this computer will do anything. I think we need to know the code or we need to know what to type. And I don't know it. I don't know. Try typing stop. All right. Can't hurt, I guess. So I'll type stop. Okay. And uh, type stop. Press enter. Yeah. A little window appears on the computer screen. And then as quick as it comes on, it goes away. It continues doing what it's doing. Really? Um, uh, okay. A voice that goes out in the chamber. So much noise. Hey, Toby. They making so much noise. And I'll make more <laughs> if I wish. Identify who you are. I am Varel Rasphim Kirik, and I have come to establish power. Oh, you hear that, Toby? The conqueror. 
You are not welcome here, says the voice from the darkness. This is my home. Okay. You make much noise. I see. Who are your friends? Friends. Yes, Toby, will you ask him? Does Toby have a different voice? You haven't heard Toby. Okay. As far as you can tell. Turn off the fans and we can talk. I yell from my hole. Turn off the fans. <laughs> he wishes us to turn off the fans, Toby. We tried that. Are you an illusion? No. Where do you hail from? From Tiat Kala. Never heard of it. I've never heard of you. <laughs> That's true. Tell me, are you here with Elintent? I do not know Elintent. <laughs> With intent to harm. A certain individual, yes. Are you plunderers? Toby, no. Then they are not here to repair the machinery. These do not look like technicians. I think they're here to kill us. No, we are here to fix the machinery. Be forewarned, I know how to protect myself. And I will be the last thing you see. The sooner we fix I... it, the sooner we can leave. <laughs> Toby! <laughs> she thinks we, she can leave. She doesn't know that we've thought of that. You cannot leave this place. <laughs> but we got here, and we have the underwear. We can leave whenever we wish. <laughs> Speaks in riddles, he does. <laughs> Where did they come from, Toby? I got water in my eye from that and choked. We have the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it's true we, Toby wants to know how you got here I'm curious myself so I am so I am show yourselves there's a hole oh. so one is known as Varel but who are the others I spy an elf with you half elf Elf all the same. And Toby, I must admit, <laughs> these strangers are interesting. Did he send them? Who sent you? Who 
Nobody sent us. We're here trying to get this facility's power restored. Could it be? After all this time, are you here to rescue me? And Toby? And Carl? And Gordon? If possible, yes. We would like very much to do that, as long as you can help and not hinder us. He says, Toby, they're here to rescue us. What are the rest of your names? Uh, my know? name is Stanley Billings. Stanley Billings. And that's Hope. And the one in the hole. Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. He's a miner. Was. Makes sense that he's in a hole. Was a miner. Very well. Drop your weapons. And come forward so I may see you better. Toby wants to see you too. Where are we'll you? We'll decide if you're allowed to stay. Where are you? <laughs> I'm not telling you that. You are in my world. Well, then where are we supposed to step? Step to the sound of my voice. And the sound of the voice comes from this football field size of shelving farther down in the blackness where you have not yet explored. Hopefully we'll look at everyone shrug and start slowly walking that direction. You didn't disarm yourself. But I'm not holding anything. Okay. Right here. <laughs> all, all of my hands up. I'll put my hands up. Good, good. Yes, yeah, closer. Ah. Interesting. Interesting. Varel follows behind. Ooh. Um, I will drop diplomacy and walk 30 feet from it. <laughs> good, 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 good. Here. I'll rise out of the hole, but before I do, I want to type, um, Two things. I want to type slash help and enter. Does anything happen? No. Then I will type <laughs> turn off the fans and hit enter. Does anything happen? No. Okay. Then I'll after that I'll rise out of there. With after my... your attempt, you see clearly this computer's got nothing to do with fans or HVAC. Okay. I'll come out of there, rise up through the hole with my underwear propulsion with my hands up, staff yeah, in this now hand. Very cold. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Staff in hand. Is it, is it warmer down there? And it, no. Oh. It's freezing down there. Okay. Ooh, he flies, Toby. This one can fly away. Good, 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 good. Now that it's safe, I will come forward. And then there's like a snap. And some lights in the back turn on, like down the hallway. 
from where you don't know, but they look like halogen-style lights have been turned on. And then a little figure in tons of cloaks robed sort of waddles down with a staff. And as it gets closer, you see a shriveled gray-black face with warts all over it and eyeballs. One eyeball's lazy and moves over. Yes, yes. Welcome to my home. And we'll take our break there. <laughs> we'll come back and All we'll right. get to know who this fine young woman is. All right. Oh! <laughs> I'm surprised already. Great! Oh. <laughs> A young woman? Whoa, Where? What? That's crazy. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, we'll be back in a second. Everybody, come on back in a minute. We will be back with more. There will be dungeons. We'll see you then. Beer Everything okay? I believe we're back. All right, Bo, we are back. Take it away. Is everyone back? Everyone's back. Yeah, we're back. back. All right, we're so all back. before you is a four foot tall being, gray, warty skin, maybe has two teeth, one lazy eye, seems to be floating in the middle to make her a little bit cross eyed gray hair coming out of a parka. She seems to be wearing 10 or 12 different robes. So she looks huge, but really because she's probably wearing just a massive amount of clothing. Just a ton. She can barely move in it. And she moves into view and looks at you and says, Toby, put the kettle on. We have guests. They appear friendly enough. So they do, so they do. Come, come. She turns around and she begins waddling towards the light. It's nice to meet you. What was your name again? Yes, yes. I'm Saranthala. She says from behind. And she, she waddles over and what you can see in the background is along with the lights illuminated now, you see that there's a massive wall to the left filled with giant 60-foot fans just <laughs> and you see her abode or area there's a sort of large canvas wall to the left and it appears as though the settlement's been made to block out the wind so it's not a covered tent it's a large sort of wall built up on the ice and up in front you see a little encampment there are four large ice blocks surrounding what appears to be a fire pit that's currently not lit there's a big cauldron in the center above the fire pit. And there appears to be little shelves with all kinds of knickknacks, little little glass containers, little boxes and trays. Can't see what's in them, but you do note in some of the jars there's maybe some sort of organic material sitting in purpley pink liquids. She moves over. There's some benches around the campfire. It's unlit, but she moves in that direction. She dims some of the spotlight in your direction and she says, come! Come take a seat. Welcome. Can we start this fire, please? I'll say. Sure. Toby, can you start the fire? And she looks to one of the ice blocks and you immediately notice there's a, a human trapped in the ice block. 
was frozen with a lab coat and pants, is like face frozen with an expression of horror. Right. Fine, Toby, I'll do it. She goes over to one of her shelving units and her hand shaking, pulls out a little box of tinder. She gets to the fire and she starts. Oh, damn it. I can, Allow me, yeah, if you may. One of us can do it. You sit down. Oh, you're a deer. I'll she looks reach at into you the fire. Can... Okay. And use the, the flame soul to light it a fire. A flame. Whoosh. And she looks and she goes, oh. <laughs> did you see that, Toby? Look at what he did. That's incredible. So it is. So it is. Oh, how lovely. You're going to fit right in here, Vorel. And she makes her way over to what looks to be some sort of old, ancient wicker chair just towards the back, and she <laughs> sits in it heavily, and she's sort of stuffed up because she's got 12 different robes on. She looks like she's been wearing... She looks like she's wearing, like, literally 12 jackets. Her arms are, like, puffed out and everything like that. She goes, ah. It's a relief to know you're not here for violence. Are you? No. They say they come in peace, Toby. And she looks over to the frozen. I think we'll be okay. But if they're not, they misbehave. We know what to do. So, what happened? Well, How did it freeze like this? Oh, the room you're in! It's a long story. Isn't it, Toby? Why do you keep you speaking so? to that dead person in the ice? I'm not speaking to a dead person. Toby's well enough alive. Tell him, Toby. <laughs> bad See? news. Bad news for you. I didn't mean to interrupt, though. Go ahead and tell us your tale. My tale? I want to know what you're doing here. How did you get in here? Where do you come from? Have you been... Trapped in this place too and came this way? We came in from the vents up above. That's where we're from, above all of this. I heard you in the world above, making all kinds of noise. That was us. <laughs> How did you get through the vents? They are filled with ice. We have some tricks as uh, pertains to that easy enough to manage for us but now we find ourselves somewhat stuck down here i see i see your your lizard man made fire certainly we never planned for that don't think that was something that was a part of the lizard project the lizard project Yes, yes, yes. My Toby. Toby here had, knows more about it than I do. 
Well, you came through the fence. Well, we unable to understand, Toby, so why don't you enlighten us yourself with what uh, the Lizard Project might be? The Lizard Project? You don't know. What's going on in the world right now? Where do you come from? Do the cities of Earth still stand? Who rules this world of men? You there, men! He points to Nash. Men! Yes. Where are your congresses? My congresses? Yes, the, the, um, what do they call it? Your president. How long Who's you... president of Earth? How long have you been down here? Oh. A long time. A very, very long time. The reign of presidents and kings ended a millennia ago. How old are you? don't I don't well know what what of Elahandar does it still live or exist does it stand Elahandar are our people there Stanley Billings ah people you're an elf uh-huh uh-huh I'm... <laughs> well you don't know do you I see ignorance painted across your face with the greatest of strokes. I don't know anything about Elhanda. Despair is me. Oh. Oh, no. Wait. You don't know its fate, or you... You don't know what happened to it. Tell me. I know nothing about it. Um, I've heard of it. Have you been to the stars? No. So you don't know? It could still be there? I suppose it's possible. To be honest, it's typically spoken about as if it's a myth. There's not exactly a lot of elves running around these days. We must we must find out you must you must find out and must still live you must go there well I would be glad to but the problem is in the here and now how we're going to get out of this place <coughs> yes yes uh, you've given me hope and fantasy but yes there is no reprieve from this endless, interminable prison here. <laughs> I'm afraid we are here forever. There's no way out. I've tried. I mean, there's no gotta reprieve. be some option. We managed our way in well enough. Well, perhaps you know the way out. Yes, it's back the way we came, but... Do you have any food? I do. Can I have some? uh, I'm so hungry. Ration and share it with her. 
<laughs> and she unfurls it and begins just like <laughs> begins eating it savagely. She talks to you with her mouth full. This is quite good. Thank you. We have a emergency that we're dealing with at the moment. A small oh. elven girl has been taken by a mind flayer named Uvix, Uvixid, something like that. Uh, he plans to do some sort of world merger that's going to destroy our entire planet if we don't stop him. Are you paying attention right now? She looks over at Toby and is silent, eyes wide with apprehension. She looks over at you. I guess my point is, is that Elhandar being real, not being real, still existing, not existing, doesn't really matter if our world doesn't exist anymore. And that has to be our top priority. Oh, what are you here for, then? To slay the Illithid? If not just that, we need to stop the machine. Okay, Toby, I'm going to tell him. The Illithid spoke to us. We heard it. Servants of demons from realms far away. Finally here, at the Center for Human Demon Interdisciplinary Studies. We've spoke with him. We've conversed about what he is doing here. What did he say? How long ago was this? Several, I don't know. You keep asking me questions about time as if I can count time in a place like this. You have recollections of presidents. We haven't had those in a thousand years. These are normal questions. Stanley, they don't know, do they? Your friend does not know. I don't think Stanley knows. Do you know what happens to an elf when they grow old? And they don't have a place to return to? I have seen incidents of it, I think, but uh, I don't know. But I am withered. This planet of yours, man, human man, is vile. And no place for an elf to return to the earth. There's nothing for us here. So we do not die, we wither. You've been here for countless years. There's no end, you don't wither away. There's no, you just get more shrinky and old. We become old and we wither and we rot and we become devious. I have definitely run into one of those before. The humpening. Yes. <laughs> Pharrell members well. I must return to the Earth, Stanley. 
You must take me to Elhandar, where I can rest and be amongst our people again. Yes, Toby. Yeah, and bring Toby too. I would have no problem with this. Our first mission, though, is to get out of here, to stop what these mind flayers are up to, and then we can see about getting you off the planet. They are here to use the traversal drive to bring their world to this one. The yes, great that's... unyielding engine of power. That's something we need to stop. So, this is can most you help distressing. us do that? You have to promise me that you will take me to a land. You must do this. I will do everything in my power to help you find a way. But you must do more. You must promise me. You must promise me. I will find you a way. Toby. His tone suggests that he does not wish to promise me. A show of promise, Stanley. She'll have to shed like 15 coats to fit in those vents again. We're not going that way. I feel I have come here before you unarmed. I've offered you my food, and I have given you my word as both a man and an elf that I will do everything in my power to find you a way home. Now, it would be foolish of me to promise you something, lady, that I cannot guarantee. But what I can promise you is that I will do anything I can to help you find your way. That is as good as I can offer. You can offer more. You can swear your bond to me. She begins digging through her coats. And she unclasps a necklace she has made of wooden totems. Little symbols like um, there's a bird with wings on it carved from wood and, and a small acorn, things like that. She unclasps it and she says, she holds it out from her hands. Ah! Ah! <laughs> she holds it out from her hands sort of this way and says, you must bond yourself to your commitment to me. Take this and wear it. It will give you a boon. Alright, I will reach out and take it and say, you have my word. Her face looks at you expectantly, waiting for you to put it on. Take the boon and put it around my neck. Okay. As you place it around your neck, you feel a sense of passion and strength wash over you, all in one sort of feeling. And uh, you now have a plus one to AC, a necklace with a plus one to armor class. Does it have a name? Uh, just, just add it. There's a plus amulet of plus one, then add it. I don't have okay. a specific item for you. Sure. 
or just note it and we'll add it in there later. Okay. Now, Toby. can you help us? Now that you've promised yourself to me to take me to Alandar to rest. Yes. The Illithid spoke to me. He asked me to seal the way to the engineering bay. He promised me release from this life. In this place is the enemy you seek. Yes? Inside the uh, engineering bay, yes. You wish me to open the doors? Yes. Mm, okay. She sits sort of still for a moment. And then pulls from her sleeve a data pad. And sort of clicks it and begins swiping through it. And after a minute goes by, she goes, <clears throat> There! It is done! I've unlocked the way for you. That easy. Yes. This here is the data center of the facility. From here we control all of the facility's functions. What isn't damaged, that is. I have access to much from here, but little reason to use it. Now, if you can find a way out of here, you can make your way to meet the Illithid friend of yours. Well, we can go out the way we came, but uh, it would certainly make it easier to keep my word to you if you were to come with us. At least for a part of it. I wouldn't want to put you in any danger, but at least not leave you trapped in this place. Come and get me when it is time to go. I have no wish to see these Illithid. If indeed you can make good on your promise. There is a shuttle in the sh in the golden... What did I call it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The Golden Nico Palace. Gordon Shuttle Bay. Golden the Gordon Shuttle Bay <laughs> are spaceships that travel the stars. They will take us to Elhanda. Assuming they're still there, have you been to the Shuttle Bay? My precious elf companion. We haven't checked it out yet. You should do so. Alright, we will... Uh... We will definitely see to that, and you will hear from us again before we depart. Now, one other thing that I can offer. We have been traveling, fighting, and trying to stay alive for some time down here, and we are in need of rest. I can create a dome of protection that will keep us warm and comfortable, Throughout the night, you would be able to know a time not needing to pile up layers just to keep your warmth. 
Would you like to join us? Mm, I'm going to stay with Toby. That offer might be a little... We just met each other. I, I'm not comfortable with this. Toby, don't... Settle down, Toby. Remember, Toby has to come with us, too. Carl, we can leave here. <laughs> it doesn't like Carl. <laughs> what about Gordon? Yeah. Maybe we leave him, too. To keep Carl company. But Toby must come. Very well. So, but we can have a dinner party. Do you want to have one? <laughs> I, I've been saving some stuff uh, uh, in the pantry. We could eat it all together. You said you had no food. You took Stanley's food. Well, I've been eating nothing but menta weed this entire time. Oh. It's all that grows in such resilience. I've had so many days of menta soup. Menta tea, menta noodles, everything menta. It's delicious to eat something else, but in my withered state, I'm afraid nothing really satisfies except the sweet release of the afterlife. Well, we'll save that until you get home at the very least. And I'll look to my companions. Are we fine to rest here? We don't have to worry about the cold as long as we're in the dome. Do you have a chain for your lizard person? No Excuse one. Excuse me? No one chains him. You must keep a dog on a leash. They are dangerous. Varel is no dog. Varel, she's from a different time. Ignore this. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Let's just say we are, we are in a more, despite being in a less civilized time, in some ways we are a more civilized people. And Varel and those like him are... But I do know. Are not dogs. But I do know. They're dangerous. We concocted the plan for the dragons, attempting to use their kind, but they were too difficult to control. It had to be terminated. I'm surprised to still see one after all this time. They are dangerous. Would it surprise you to know there are more like him? It wouldn't surprise me. I know nothing of your world. I know that they where they come from in the laboratories you could see for yourself where his kind were created they are a tool well he's our what? friend and not a tool what letter of these laboratories, would one find such a site? Um, let's see. Uh, well, probably the experimentation happened in the sea wing of the laboratories. 
but sure that you could find the most dangerous versions of your kind in the containment facilities. And how would one access the containment facilities? I have not left these walls in a millennia, Lizardborn. I know not what shape it's in, but you will find it on the main rail station, no doubt, if there's to be access to it. C and D, or C and B, have collapsed, but A is full of purple crystals. Do you know their kind? Oh, purple crystals. Um, uh, anything about these crystals, the properties they have that would help recollect my memory of Toby, do you know anything about purple crystals? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Toby was, uh, was involved in this particular project, actually. He says that they did not have a name, but they were working on um, a, a weapon of mass destruction that they could use against the dragon invasion that they would fire these crystals into the sky and the particular reason that these crystals would be good was you see if regular ordinance in the sky produces negative results to the atmosphere of this planet but the crystals would dissipate into thin substances being environmentally friendly and it's their proximity to sound causes them explode to explode. So you must take great care to be quiet around these crystals or they will explode. The problem that they were trying to uh, solve is that they were somewhat organic in nature and they were breeding. It sounds as if there's an entire colony of crystals. Yeah, they seem to have grown quite wild all the way out into the actual tramway. Fascinating. Fascinating indeed. Isn't it, Toby? Toby wants to see it for himself. Toby will have to grow legs out of that ice and get over there himself. Toby doesn't seem very mobile to me. Do you happen to know anything about somebody called the Principal? Well, not somebody called the Principal, but there, there was a Principal who operated this facility. Principal Dombrovsky. Is this who you mean? I'm not sure. We don't know any other name. What? Why do you ask me this? Uh, Toby. Oh, just where we're from. Aren't you a pretty name. one? Pretty, pretty. Toby likes you. Toby, it's rude to stare. I don't think Toby knows how to not stare. <laughs> Please excuse Toby. It's, but it's 
fine. How are you allowed to speak, tiefling girl? What do you mean? Your kind serve your demon lords. You are not allowed to think for yourselves, act for yourselves. Did you escape your master? We did. We? There's only one of you. Toby, do you see any more tieflings? Do they have hidden agents among us? A lot has changed since you were in the outside world. As it turns out, most of the people out there are just people like any other. Not there are more people than you. There's plenty. Who? This principal you speak of? What is he? He is something else. Oh. I have plenty of time. Please tell me. Toby, we'd like to hear tales of the world outside. Yes, yes. Uh, Tell us tales. Toby. What, what is happening? The world still exists, yet it is nigh over, and here I have missed out on all of it. Do you have a, a wife, Stanley? No, no, I do not. Human men, are you, are you in love with anyone? None of your damn business. Hope certainly has someone she's in love with. I can see it in her eye. Hope will stay quiet. And uh, to take kind of rest, this is very awkward for Hope, so she'll just start digging for the whiskey and take it out, (laughs) take a drink, and start passing it around. Okay, Okay, who do you pass it to? Who's next to me on my right? I'll take it. This is adjoining. <laughs> yes? What are we swearing by? I don't know what adjoining is. We're swearing... We are sharing. Yes. Let's swear by the immobility and ineffectual nature of Toby. <laughs> hear, hear. <laughs> to Toby. Oh, to, you hear that, Toby? To Toby. That's very nice. He may as well be a piece of furniture. To the glory of Toby. I'll drink. Pass it on. Okay. <laughs> the lady takes it. She takes the drink and goes. <laughs> yeah. She gives it over to Stanley on her right. Stanley takes it. Takes a big swig to Toby. Passes it to Nash. I will say... he is being offered to you. I will say to Toby. He reminds me of a rock. And then I'll just raise the glass. And then... <laughs> so tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. It's exciting to have new people in camp. Where do we even begin, really? We could recount her uh, all our days. It's like a desert up there. Um, very bright. Whoa. Very dry. A desert. 
Does that mean the dragons won? It yes. sounds like they scorched the earth. In a way of speaking, yes. And, and by yet, that, he means yes, that's literally what happened. And yet you still are here. And the Illithid are here fighting over it. The battle has not ended. So it hasn't, so it hasn't. No, the demons seem to be trying to uh, gain a foothold on the world now. Then why do you seek this object's fit, this Illithid? Apart from saving this planet, why you? Are you its glorious protectors? Yes. You could say that. At, at exactly the same time that Pharrell says yes, Stanley says no. <laughs> In a manner of speaking. We have our own interests, but... Discord amongst your group? One believes they are here to protect the realm. And... The tragic Stanley... That must I be your know. human side talking. You said you were half an elf. That's right. Ignore your human impulses. You are elf. The inferior side of you, you must learn to overcome. Hey. Fight. Hey. What do you mean inferior? Humans are inferior. They live short lives. They have a precocious nature that is fascinating to us, and but it's tragic, the existence you lead. It saddens our hearts greatly. Some of us you. some of us have fire in us. And if we're not careful, it has the uh, nasty side effect of burning through 15 layers of clothing real quick. Oh, yes, yes. The sensitive ego of the human male. I'm, it's been a long time since I've, I've seen this. You try so hard, yet your lives are so short. Finally, when you truly get it, you die. Sad. Well, we get in what we can while we're here. Yes. Yes. And unlike you, I'm we don't have a thousand to, uh, years to sit here. We need to freaking rest. I'm here to save a girl. That's so why I'm here. To save a little girl. Yes. Who is this girl? Her name is Sira. She's an elf, like us. And who took this elf? The Mind Flayer did. Apparently he needs her for some reason tied to the machine. Ah, a catalyst. He needs a catalyst from a superior race of being, an elf. Let's tone it down with the talk of superior race. Please do not be sensitive. It's simply a fact that elves are the chosen of the celestial races. By who? It is the nature of things. Nobody chose you. Yes, we were chosen by the gods. Where, by all of the gods. Where are your gods now? They're out there. 
Are they laughing the and realms having a... which they rule. Are they having a good time because you were stuck here for a thousand plus years? Unable to die? Covered in all the coats, coats you've stolen? Talking to an inanimate corpse inside of a frozen box? I am where I need to be. Your mind knows anger and confusion. But ours do not. Well, this is pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Gathering. (laughs) Well, do you you want to have a feast? I will take another drink. And Stanley's going to motion for the bottle. You must make for me something of your culture. What foods do you eat now? Did you bring any with you? I brought the drink. Good. We we have the drink. I have bat poo. (laughs) If you want me. I'm not eating that. All right. I just figured we could be down here for a very long time. It might be nice to have a celebration with our new friends, Toby. It's not going to be a very long time about it. We're going to rest up. We're going to leave. You're tired. You're tired. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to eat your foods, but it sounds like there's no energy amongst you to prepare any food for me. So I, mean, I will have... prepare food for you. Rations. You've already sampled the food that we have. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. She gets up, she, she waves her hand at you like that, and <laughs> she starts making her way over to her shelves, and she takes out sort of a, a, a pot. And the pot in one hand, she begins moving these organic things that are in there. You're not quite sure what they are. She sort of pulls them out. I'm just going to the garden. I'm going to pull some malta. I'll be right back. And she begins shuffling her way off towards the back and you hear the sound of her I mean you can't see it because it's she's out in blackness now as if she's opened some kind of door and a little glow of a light comes on and you see a window there's a wall maybe a window in it and inside you see there's some kind of makeshift like hydroponics lab of some kind in there and she's sort of moving amongst tables and like picking out plants these little plants and there's like these halogen lights and this is sort of set up for food, for growing a malta weed back there, whatever that is. Well, this woman is crazy. <laughs> She's been here a long time. As you say crazy, you look over to Toby and just see him. Toby's pretty good company, though. Toby's not bad. I, s- I go, oh. hey, Toby. <laughs> I go, hey. Toast to Toby and take another drink. <laughs> I, I go, hey, Toby, think fast. And I throw just a pinch of bat guano right at his face. Just a pinch. While she's gone. <laughs> oh, weird. Toby didn't react. It's almost like Toby isn't here. You're all acting like this matters. It's a freaking dead guy inside of a encased ice. He's not real. And the sooner we Nasty. get away from her craziness and that Holy. freaking friend of hers, we're better off. The only person more obsessed with Toby than her is you. <laughs> Are you secretly concerned that Toby might be alive? He No, he creeps me out. You shouldn't keep <laughs> dead things around. 
If something dies... Well, we keep you around well, <laughs> for some reason. You have the bone of one of my ancestors. That's true. I have a tailbone. But if I've got the his face looking at me all the time, what a horrible thing that is. It's like us if we kept George around and said, Hey, George, how are you tonight? That's a terrible idea. She's lost it, and that guy's dead. And I refuse to acknowledge that he's somehow special. It's just Toby. Dead Toby. Staring off into nothing. He has long shaken off his coil. He's done. We'll take another swear to go whiskey. Stanley, I hope you will reconsider the feast. Either we feast on her plants, if they are indeed plants, or we share our rations, which we have plenty of, in your bag. I think we would be better sticking to what we have and what we know. I will pass out rations to the group. All right. Okay. I like that. We should not disrespect her hospitality. It'd be best to share them when she returns, not having eaten in her absence. Do we have to try her weed stew or whatever she's making? Certainly not. She is withered. I believe that it is not healthy for us to try anything mm. that would sustain such a being. But she's hundreds, thousands of years old. The last time I met a withered elf... They were far more violent than this one, but they were also very obsessed with me trying some sort of food. Don't know if there's any reason to suspect a connection there, but uh, perhaps it would be better if we avoided it. In the solar mines, when they would feed us the the destroyed, rotting corpse of a another miner, and sometimes radiated animals... And we didn't like it. We would put our hands to our mouths of this we were eating. We'd say, mmm, mmm. But really, we would hide it behind our backs or tuck it under the dirt or put it somewhere else. So I may employ that here if Grandma Sycamore tries to feed me anything weird. It's a very sad story, Nash. It is sad. We ate like shit in the solar mines. Huh. They told us it was fresh livestock. But I think I was eating fresh Jerry and hadn't seen Jerry since. <laughs> <laughs> then why do you order the special at my restaurant? Your food is good. And but I... you eat the lowest class available. Yes, but it's not it's not a coworker. It's a <laughs> it's another beast of sort of sorts. If you fed me Stanley here, I would I would have a problem with that. But you're not feeding. As would I. You're, you're not feeding other uh, humans or tieflings or or elves or half elves or any of that. Your your food, while you know, it's not nothing's perfect on this world. But I'd take what you prepare there over just about any of this. I'd take it over these rations. And it would be tough to eat. Yeah. True. I mean, I'm as likely to want to eat part of Toby over there as I would whatever it is she's preparing why have we picked this moment to have a deep seated discussion about cannibalism (laughs) (laughs) you've not thought of this we are venturing together we have been many perilous places 
I have chosen which among you I would eat first. It's only natural. Who? All right. You, who Hope. is it? You, who would you eat first? Hope. But I'm mostly metal now. That is true, but you have one good thigh, and it has more fat than anyone else here. <laughs> I'm just gonna stare at Burrell and take an angry little drink of whiskey. It is only natural. Stanley, who would you eat first of here? I would not eat anybody here. That is absurd. If I were to die, <laughs> you should all feast on my remains. I am strong and tough. I'm closest to the animals. Yeah. That If that gives you comfort, then let it be. No offense. <coughs> I would hesitate not at all to eat a, a, a rock lizard. But I... No, I'm not... I don't make a habit of eating my friends, Varel. But if we had to... would you be safe to eat, Nish? Me? No. I don't think you should eat me. I mean, I think we all agree that if you're eating Nash, things have gone very, very wrong. Yeah, if I'm your only choice... This, this I agree with Stanley. There's... I am... I am rot personified. There is no, there's no part of me that hasn't been touched or tainted by the radiation I experienced. I would sell your heart in town. The heart, perhaps, is worth more than all of me. And I would encourage you to do that, but not until I'm dead. Well, I feel like we've really accomplished a lot here right now. We've got a <laughs> nice order... We've got a good plan. Boy, I'm I'm getting tired. We should hurry this up, eat what we need. I look at Toby again, irritated. And we can save the rations for once we get into the hut. We can hide it from her. She doesn't need to know we're not enjoying the food. We will you know, make a scene be hospitable and retreat at our earliest convenience. Now, after we save the little girl, we have a chance down here to really uncover a lot about this world we live in, from the principal to the, the lizard, the spaceships. So we save her, and then we study up a bit. I think that would be a good idea. There's plenty to explore down here. I mean, if we hadn't been in such a rush, I probably would have been inclined to pull through some of the stuff we've already passed, but we've bought some time, and maybe when this is all said and done, we can thoroughly investigate this place. All right. So... With the conversation sort of tapering off, the old lady comes back, huddling in from the room. The lights go off, click, and she makes her way. Oh, what did I miss? Toby? What were we talking about? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yes, yeah. I brought malta weeds from the garden. Hmm. <clears throat> She walks up to the cauldron and she begins putting her hand in the malta weed uh, pail and putting it in the cauldron. And they're just these green leaves. They look like seaweeds. Starts putting them in. It's not much, but it's what we eat around here. Ah, Carl! He's sick of malta weed soup. 
Can we see Carl as well? Yeah, there's four blocks, with each with a corpse in it all around. Who are they, this, Carl, uh, Toby, and who? Carl, Toby, Gordon, and the other one was unnamed. I'm going to ask her, what's this one's name? Which one? This one here. You you haven't... This is Carl. This is Toby. This is Gordon. Who is... What corpse is this? Or what friend is this? What is this? That's... That's Benson. Benson. We don't talk about him. <laughs> He's being punished. By you or by one of the other friends or who? By all of us. One more bad move and he's out. What did Benson do? He keeps stealing Toby's food. I will make food for Toby and Toby will say, I didn't get any dinner. And I saw Benson with malta weed in his mouth. And when I asked him, did you take Toby's malta weed soup? You know what he said? Mm. He said, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, he lying to me as well as stealing. And when I confronted him, he denies everything. Oh, we know. We know, Nash. Okay, well then perhaps no food for Benson then. I think you should stay away from Benson. All right. Okay. All right. Ah, soup. Making the soup. Nothing to eat. Toby, would you please <clears throat> show our guests uh, where they may relieve themselves if they have to go to the bathroom? I made a hole on the other side of the room. <laughs> she moves back to her shelving and she takes out a jar and she goes, ah. She's trying to open this. Do you require aid with your jaw? <laughs> oh, she's not moving it. She's having a movement. <laughs> I see. Yeah. That's the multi-weed constipates. Yeah, probably. Toby, can you help me with this? <laughs> she walks up to Toby's ice block and drops it on the ground in front of him and then walks back to the shelf and gets another jar and goes... <laughs> she tries to open it. Well... We got that covered. We know where to go. In case we need to. She walks over to Toby's ice block and she drops on the ground. This one too, Toby! She makes her way back. Having given up on the jars, she looks through a shelf and there's like... She takes out what looks like bicycle chains. She grabs a handful of bicycle chains and walks over to the cauldron and throws the bicycle chains into the cauldron. Let's see what else. What what were those? Hmm. That you just threw in. Um, uh, special ingredient, secret ingredient. It's a 
it's a, it's a seasoning. She walks over to back to the the pile of shelves and she takes out a thing. She shakes it. It sounds like there's a bunch of metal pieces in this box. She's shaking, so she takes the box back and takes a handful, scoops it, and you can see really briefly. She throws a bunch of nuts and washers just into the soup. Ah, yes, that'll be good. Yes, mm-hmm. high source of iron. And she moves back with the box to the shelf. Stanley, I am quite fatigued. Yes, me too. Perhaps I should prepare the hut so that we might have a place to sleep for the evening. Very good. Does anyone want to help me cook here? Well, the the thing about the, the magic that I'm about to do is uh, everybody needs to be in position uh, see, the spell needs everybody who's going to be in the hut to be in the area when it is created. So I'm going to need all three of them for a, a moment. Very well. Dinner will be ready what? soon. I'll come and get you. And might this contribution of rations aid your soup over the metal workings? Metal workings? What metal workings? I think what Varel means is that we're not used to having uh, metal thrown in our stoop. Typically, we use food. I didn't put any metal in the food. So I didn't. Toby, did I put any metal in there? That's what I thought. What are you talking about? Okay, well, I'm going to go put that hut together. If I could just have the three of you gather around for just a minute. <laughs> uh, yes. Sounds yes, good. Please. Walk a little ways from the campsite, and I will cast the spell. It takes a minute. Mm-hmm. And then the tiny hut springs to life. Okay. Boom. Tiny hut appears above the ice. Now, note that the floor is also of a new thing, so the ice cold. You're not sleeping on ice, but sleeping on a nice tiny hut floor. Yep. Okay. And it's warm tiny in hut. there. Well, not warm, but it's comfortable. Yeah, very good. Is everyone going in the tiny hut? Is that what you call the run for a meeting? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got to well, go in there. Well, uh, unfortunately, I'm stuck in here now because if I leave, it's going to disappear. So, I mean, if any of you want to go back to dinner, you can certainly do that. I'm going to just lay down here because I'm getting tired. Yeah. Gosh, I'm bushed. And I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to lay down and pretend like I'm asleep. So if she comes back, it'll just look like I conked out. Well, is she allowed to enter the hut? Is the question. She would have to be in the spot where I cast it. So is what not. we have was what we have learned. Retroactive uh, nerfing of tiny hut. Uh, you see. have to be in the area. Okay. She didn't want to, right? She said no when I offered. So. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And so is everyone going in the hut? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone going to sleep? Oh, yeah. I'm going to check my sending stone first. Mm, you take out your sending stone. You see it's like... It's like flashing. Uh, all right, cool. I'll listen to the message. 
in a message. Hope, I need you to send me a response right away. I don't know why it becomes Scottish all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dwarves now. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> There's an emergency happening. We're all Scottish now. It's we become a back. bit of a problem. Oh. All of a sudden, I just woke Dear up. Dear like Carl's a cave. <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by bears. <laughs> It's been a while. It's <laughs> How do I do Nobi area? Oh my god. <clears throat> Think of a Drenai. Picture Get a Drenai. You always a cat. No. What what did they say? I don't know. I'm uh, a Drenai. I want to buy Kristor. I'm a space goat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't I don't think I can do this accent anymore. <laughs> I think I forgot how to do it. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> what happened? What's going on with me? Um, uh, uh, what's what's the centering thing for this? Oh, this is so annoying. Picture Stukov. Oh yeah, uh, listen. I do not Stukov. want these. Listen. Yes. It is like Stukov. We're going to uh, contact you. It has been many days since I've last heard from you. Please, let me know that you're okay, or we'll send a party out for you. All right, that's all I got. That's close <laughs> enough. There's, there's a lot of urgency. Made it through. I have to go get practicing back in the mirror. <laughs> Damn. I always speak like a Tia Colleen. There's a whole city full of them. I'll be using this again. And they never went back to Tia Kala again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I uh, hope we'll basically do we'll do a rundown of what's happened. Um, I think the last time she spoke, it was about what was going on with the lizards, and so she'll describe the forest that they're in. They're at, uh, they're trying to save the world, and yeah. Okay, so you get the message and send it out. There's like a little wind sound, like you have on an iPad or whatever. You send the message out. Just... Cool. Oh, there goes my peanut. All right. Uh, all right. So everyone's going to sleep. Is that the deal? Besides, after that message. Sorry. Wait. Are we taking watches? <laughs> uh, probably not a bad idea to still do a watch. Because hope we'll take first if. We're doing that. Alright. I'll uh I'll take second. I'll take third. Okay. There's a third. Who I'll took first last. watch? Uh, I did. Yeah. Okay. So everyone all the boys immediately crash out, start going to sleep, and you begin to take first watch, you know, sending your message. And then you hear you hear a little on the tiny hut. After about 10 minutes. Um, and maybe more like 30 minutes, sorry. The soup is ready. Is this your little home? That Stanley uh, talked about? Yes. Uh, yes. Well, the soup is ready if you'd like to come have dinner. Uh. Wake up the boys. No, they're, they're sleeping. pretty... They're pretty sleepy. I'll let them sleep, but 
That's fine, sure, Barry. Why don't you come and have dinner with me then? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll bring the whiskey with me, and I'll make okay. sure that where I sit, I can keep the the hut in my line of sight. Okay, you bring the whiskey with you, and um, you go back to the area where there's the bonfire and the large wall that blocks the fans from blowing all the air, the cold air from the on what it, is a server farm, basically the data center, keeping all the computers cold. But it's clearly overly malfunctioning. Um, you sit down on one of the benches, and she comes to you with a bowl of soup and a spoon, like a little crafted spoon out of like wood. It looks all like like naturally made with a knife, you know, like it's just all kind of crude. Is the word I'm looking for? She puts the bowl in your hands, and the bowl has this sort of glowing purpley pink hue to it. There's steam billowing from it because it's a very cold room. It smells like like soup, like chicken. Like homemade chicken noodle soup. It smells good. She gives you the spoon and says, Here you go, dearie. Be careful not to spill it. It'll freeze on the ground. And then it will not look very nice. I'll try to keep it looking okay here. And she sits, goes to her wicker chair where she has a little table next to it. And she sits down in all of her jackets with her legs poofed out and arms poofed out. And she reaches over for her bowl and puts it in front of her. And she's just drinking. She goes... And when she puts the bowl away from her face, there's little, like, pieces of organic, you're not sure what it is, sort of hanging from her chin. That's when you notice she has a couple of hairs. She's got a little beard, like, right on the bottom there. Because something's hanging off of it. <laughs> Hope we'll hold up the bowl and <laughs> sip a tiny, tiny bit. Can you sip a tiny bit? And you're kind of worried based on the ingredients you saw put into it, but surprisingly, it tastes very good. The malted leaves are kind of crunchy, so you can kind of chew them a little bit. And you slosh it around your mouth and find there are no metal pieces that you're worried about in there. Tastes delicious. Okay. Well, I'll carefully, ever so carefully, go through the soup. Okay. So tell me. Tell me, Hope. How is it the tieflings are free of their demon masters? It happened a long time ago. I'm not quite sure when. I just know that now they worship their own gods. They go somewhere else when they die. Oh. That must have been some battle to free your people from the yoke. They created you from the flesh of men as part of their dealings with the humans of this world. Humans agreed to give them gene soup to make little servants for demons. Humans, they are always rebelling against masters. They have no respect for the order of things, no playing roles. It's definitely your human side that freed you from your demonic masters very interesting what of your lizard friend do you not find him dangerous uh, dangerous to his enemies yeah but he's sentient he's pretty smart what's why does he have an eye in his chest um it was something he found uh it judged him worthy and now it lives inside of him 
something wrong with it. I can't quite tell. There's something wrong with it. What do you mean? What is... Was, he was not born that way. No. Dark magic surround it. This is felt. But no matter. What of Stanley? What uh, do you think of Stanley? He's a little sad, but otherwise very kind to people. But he's handsome, yes? Do you not think so? Uh, I, for an elf, I guess. <laughs> but you've never thought of Stanley in that way? No. You're about the same age. Yes, but I like tieflings. Do tieflings only consort with other tieflings? Sometimes. So you're saying it's possible? Not really. Oh, good. Don't tell Toby. But between us girls, I think Stanley's kind of an attractive young man. Don't you think? Well, you should probably let him know before he gets away. You don't, <laughs> you don't so. want to regret anything. <laughs> I think I might be a bit old for him. It is not our way. But I've been down here a long time, and I've been very lonely. I can imagine. Do you think he... Probably not, but you never know. Do you think I should invite him to... My bed? Oh. The worst he could say is no. Where is he now? Is he sleeping? Uh, yes, yes. When would we have the time? He seems very concerned about the Illithid and the little girl. Very, very concerned. Well, she's, she's an elf as far as we know. Yes, yes. I know that I'm being selfish. But I only care for... Uh, leaving this world but seeing Stanley makes me think perhaps there's a few things I have to experience before I depart <laughs> well you should never live with regret after all what about you then you blushed when I asked of you and someone that had your eye it's been a long journey he is not among your companions, this person. No. Who is he? Tell me about him. Just someone from back home. I'm not going to tell anyone, if that's what you're worried about. Mm -mm. I... Yeah, and hope I'll consider take a drink of whiskey. Does he, does he have many muscles? Uh, yes. And is he nice to you, or is he mean to you? Why would he be mean? Sometimes being mean is attractive. I don't know. Does he ignore you? Does he pay attention to you? Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You're not a very good storyteller, are you? <laughs> Never was. 
Well, Toby and me have been together for a long time. He doesn't like to admit it to other people. I think he's embarrassed that I am an elf. But why would he be embarrassed? Well, he's a human. And humans tend to think we're... We're arrogant. And they don't really get along great. Don't really spend time, what they say, socializing with humans. So they feel I take up all of his time with attention to me. It's difficult. Mm. Especially Benson. Yeah. I think secretly Benson is in love with me. You see yes, the way he not, looks at me. Not Gordon or Carl? Gordon and Carl are... They're very focused on their work here. They don't do well in relationships. They like numbers and charts. And a scientific process. Carl, you know, used to specialize in the making of very special weapons. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. What kind of weapons? Well, you know, uh, swords made of lasers and um, a very weird weapon that would make holes in the universe. Among other things, humans tended to prefer their standard kinetic weaponry. But when you combine magic with the form of the gun, it can produce interesting results for combat. It was fascinated by unconventional warfare. Oh. Uh, where did he work in the laboratories? In the laboratories? Uh, I don't know which wing. C, I think, is where weapons were kept. No, didn't, didn't I say that's where the lizard folk were? Then perhaps it was B. It was definitely in the laboratories, though. You like guns, do you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see you have some pistols on your hip there. Mm-hmm. You any good with them? Uh, decent. That's good, that's good. You'll need it if you're to take on Illithids. What kind Illithid. of chance do you think you have to defeat an Illithid? Or two? Uh, decent, I would imagine. Yes, you think you've got a good shot? They're pretty weak. Hmm, I wouldn't say that now. You must be pretty strong to think them weak. What sort of beings have you vanquished? This isn't your first, uh, elvish rodeo. Uh, we've taken on demons. We've taken on a man who could come back to life. Uh, many, many things. Oh. So you're heroes. Warriors of a kind, yes? Yes. Why does Stanley think you're not heroes? When Varel no. said yes to my question, Stanley said no. Why? Varel lacks a lot of social understanding. Mm -hmm. And some of the things we've done haven't been 
good. Uh, he has a guilty conscience. I understand this. I too have done some things I've had to live with. I think everyone has. Yes. But we do them anyway. Why? Very nature of survival. We must be at peace with our darker selves. Have you done anything you've regretted? Hope? <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I hadn't. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's my soup done. Thank you for keeping an old woman company. I think I'm going to turn in. Well, sleep but well, and thank you. Have yourself you. a pleasant sleep. And she hops out of her chair slowly and waddles on over to a back area behind another sort of canvas wall, presumably where the bed happens. Oh, nope. and don't forget to turn the fire out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll put down the bowl and then try and put the fire on it. <laughs> like stand at it. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. She won't stamp at it. She'll catch her foot on fire. Um, <laughs> she'll take... Is the cauldron... Does it still have liquid in there? Yeah, there's soup in there. Could be saved okay, for cool. another day. Okay, cool. She'll slowly pour some of the soup onto the fire to see if it puts it out. And it does. Okay, cool. And then she'll put the pot back over the smoky bits and head back to the hut. Okay, make your way back to the hut as the wind blows. <laughs> and you look around and you see, you know, just computers shelving. You see blocks of ice with humans frozen into it. Like, you start to notice them more and more just around. Make your way back to the hut. And the two hours is up and whoever was up next for watch is awake. Who would that be, Varel? That's me. Oh, That's Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Yep. So Stanley wakes up. You guys switch watches. Anything? Any words exchanged? Anything of uh, interest, Hope? Well, if you wanted a quick way to pass the time, I'd go talk with uh, uh, Sarathala. 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 I could chat with her, but I uh, can't leave the hut. Pop my head oh. out, but that's about all I can do. That's right. But uh, I'll keep an eye on things best as I can. Wake someone up if I see anything. All right. You'll have a good watch. Thank you. Hope we'll go to sleep. All right. Perfect. Stanley, your watch happens without event. Nash and Varel, your watch happens with that event. Okay, good. Time goes by. Who's last on the watch? I think it was Varel. Varel, yeah. All right, Varel. So the time, the eight hours has elapsed. You're at the very end. Everyone's still sleeping. You're in the hut, looking out. You see no assailants. see no movement. You don't feel the wind, and you don't hear it because it's nice and quiet in the hut, unless you poke your ear out to listen. It's calm in this giant room filled with computers and ice. Then I enjoy the calm. 
All right. You let everyone sleep in. Everyone, yeah. you may benefit from your long rest if you needed to do that on your character sheet. Uh, yeah. You I made do. it through the night. Wait, how does... I forget how this works. You hit long rest, and then you click it, and then you click confirm, and then you long rest. Oh, there it is. There. Done. Did it. All right. Oh, yeah. That feels good. Whew, I was exhausted. That felt fantastic. Glad we stayed here. What happened to icy dead people? Where'd she go last night? She have her own uh, place to sleep, I suppose. Yeah, she had a place. All right. All right. Step out with the tent or the little bubble out of All existence. Right. As soon as you step out. A large crack in the floor <laughs> emerges, and a hand shaped of ice forms as if formed from the from the ice itself. Reaches out and, and grabs at you. I need you to make a grapple contest, please. Oh hell! Uh, this can be dex based, right? Dex or strength. And is it a save, or is it? It's a, a contest athletics? of grappling. Oh okay. So you'll be using your dexterity only. So just roll and add dex modifier. So that's yeah. uh, 16. Okay. The hand grabs you and lifts up and a large form from the ice. Just body made of ice and arms of ice. But it's got corpses in it. So you see the frozen visages of beings inside the ice forms from outside the ice and everyone inside sees and hears and watches Stanley being held up in the hand of this large creature and from the backside another one rises up and then a third one as they rise and emerge four in total from the ice surrounding the tiny hut one holding Stanley up in the hand in hand as he struggles to get out like and the rest of them is like six pairs of fists begin smashing and trying to smash the tiny hut into pieces and the one with Stanley begins walking away. Stanley begins carrying you off. Well, Roll for not, to, not to ruin uh, any problems here, but as soon as I'm out of the hut, the hut goes away. Oh, right. Okay, so they hit the hut, they're hitting the hut, the hut's <laughs> imminently about to dissipate. Okay. Initiative rolls, please. Thirteen. Seven. Woohoo! Big fat seven. I also got a ten. Ten is for Stanley, yeah. and seven is for Nash. Yeah. Pharrell? Ten as well. You okay, can who's... you can go first. <laughs> See if you can get me out. Okay. Okay, let me just get some initiative rolls for these buggers. Okay. Right. When did did you get hopes? I did, yeah. Oh. Okay, perfect. The elementals rise. These elemental shapes form nothing of ice. Just rise. Three of them begin smashing up top. The, ele 
the elementals are smashing all above on the hut, and then the hut... Hmm. No, the hut's still there. Hope it's your turn. Oh, jeez, Louise. The hut hasn't okay, so yet. The hut's still there. We're surrounded by three and one's walking off with Stanley. Yeah. Question. Yes. More than one body per elemental? Yeah, yeah. They okay. seem to have, like, bodies just stuck in them, like... Think of it more as decoration. They're not. They don't appear sentient or moving. It just appears that there's bodies in these ice. Cool. These man-shaped not... ice beings that have just emerged from the ice, like shaped not like dead mech pilot sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Are any uh, Carl, okay. Toby, Gordon, or Benson? Uh, not that you can see. Okay. Wait. Okay. Yes, they are. You take a second look, and the yes. Oh shit! You see Toby in one of the bodies. I knew, like, I knew it. Toby. You still got you a little bat poo Toby. on his face. <laughs> oh man, this makes this harder. No. <laughs> um, so Hope's gonna dash out of the tiny hut mm-hmm. and run in front of the one that's got Stanley and scream at it. Hit me! Okay, you take an opp- two opportunities of attack as you run through the two individuals or two uh, giant ice beings. Okay, that uh sorry, let me get the step here block. Yep, uh twenty-three. Is that a hit? Yeah, definitely. Alright, the second one is definitely a miss though. So you take uh where's the dice for it? Oh, it's a D8. Where are you? D8. There we go. Twelve points of bludgeoning damage from the okay. first attack. The second one misses. As one of the, ele- the, the giant ice beings <laughs> smack you in the side, hitting you in the gut as you run past. You run in front of the one taking Stanley and yell, what, sorry? Uh, hit me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you? Uh, that's it? That's your action? Do you want to uh, accomplish anything? I guess the persuasion uh, one? I'm, I'm trying to get it to damage me. Okay, roll an intimidation. I've got a reaction. Check, please. Oh, okay. Perfect. That's a one. It's not going to do Appears to ignore you completely and moves over to step on you. Uh, now, this, these things are tall. They're about 12 feet tall. So uh, they, they're, they're looking up at it, and it just walks and just is going to mow you down with its body on the next turn. Uh, Varel, it is your turn. You're still in the hut. The hut's magic is still there, but you begin to see it flicker with Stanley outside of it. Cool. There are... Two in front of us, one carrying off Stanley, and then one off to the side somewhere? Uh, there's three uh, surrounding the hut and one carrying Stanley off. Okay. Cool. Uh, I will tell Nash to get back and get ready to blow these icers away. <laughs> and I will stand in front of him and I will perform a throw shield when the shield goes down, but I want to make sure I'm between Nash and three smashers. Okay. Okay, so you're protecting Nash. You, you want to position yourself so that Nash is protected from the three smashers. Got it. Like in a, if there's a concave like line of scrimmage or whatever, right? Yeah, and actually, I will uh, enter my. Ra- I, I, screw the bonus action. I or the uh, the prepared action. I will enter my rage. Yeah. I will jump out in front of mm-hmm. all three. Yeah. Are they all within 10 feet? Oh, yeah. Cool. I will enter my rage, 
do the flame burst aura for three okay. flame damage. And I will yell, you face Varel! And throw my flaming shield at the first one and then have it bounce onto the second one. Okay, they all react wild, wildly to your fire. Like, <sighs> it's like, Argh! they swat at the fire as it, you know, trying to like make it go away, but it, it doesn't, it, it damages them and they take, you can tell they're taking increased damage. And, and then you shoot your fire, you throw your fire shield at one of them? Yes. Okay, attack roll. Okay. That is a 23. Okay, perfect. So that is a hit. Awesome. And then I'm going to have it bounce onto the one next to him, and I'll just see if that hits. Okay. 13 on that one. 13. No, the second one doesn't hit. It, it, it hits it, but doesn't damage it. Just, like, sort of chinks off the side of it, not really doing a lot of damage. But the first one sinks itself deep in. And you hear... As it appears to make this sound, a little slit... It's almost like a mouse, but it's so small. Big chunk flies off it. What's your damage? 16 points of fire damage. Okay. And the first time that I think we've ever done this in all of our games, but how do you do vulnerability damage? Is it plus 25%? Plus 50%? Is it Pokemon style like that? I'm not (laughs) sure. I need to look it up. Sorry to run. That's a fair question. Damage resistance and vulnerability. Players have. Alright, they're applied after the damage modifier. Type of creature, the damage type is doubled. Okay, so is that simple? That's why I'm thinking. Alright, so 16 times 2 is 32 points of damage. You do 32 points of damage. As the ice just clips the side of its head and it just falls off. And, um, and it smashes onto the ground. All right, Varel, anything else uh, you'd like to do with your turn? Nope, movement, bonus, action. I'm done. All right, Stanley, it's your turn. The hut is now gone. And you're being carried off. You see your friends in the back fighting and Hope is standing in front of you going, hit me, to the ice elemental. Are my hands free at the moment? Yeah, you're being held by, like, the waist, like you're a little doll. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, take out my dagger. And I'm going to do a booming blade on the guy who's carrying me. Okie dokie. So, first off, let's see if it hits. That's going to be... Uh, I'm going to guess that hits. 18 plus 7 to hit. Yep, you're hit. Um, Okay. So, let's see here. So, for the dagger, it's 1d4, 1d8... So that's going to be uh, two piercing damage and five thunder damage. Two piercing damage, five thunder damage for eight points of damage. Okay, and if it moves, it takes additional. Yeah, then I'll take an additional D8. Okay. Uh, And then, so that would be my action. Um, Am I able to try to wriggle out, or would that be a bonus It's an action to break out of a grapple. Okay, then I will continue to be carried along. Uh, oh, another question. So, Diplomacy has been sitting on the ground from where we left. Are, am I near it? No. Okay. But, I mean, I assume you picked it up after you found out it was safe or whatever, right? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I never said it, so I was going to... Actually, you didn't pick it up, so it's not on you. I was, uh-huh. was going to go off of that. 
Alright, well then I will say parlay. Can it get free? Yeah. Okay, let's send it in for an attack then. Mm -hmm. uh, that's this going is a magical weapon, your dancing blade, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Just checking. Uh, it will be a 22 to hit. To hit? Alright, that's going to be... That's going to be 12 points of piercing damage. Okay, perfect. Um, and I will actually ice. say, because I forgot to add the modifier, um, there's an additional four piercing from the dagger attack as well. You did a dagger attack? Yeah, so the booming blade was with my dagger. Oh, right, right, gotcha. I yeah. forgot to add the, the plus four. I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. Okay, perfect. The, the, the sword slices into the ice being carving off a piece of its chest. And pieces of ice fall around Hope. And she looks, backs up, doesn't get hit by any of it, but you see, you know, he's carving pieces off this ice beam's chest. All right, that's it for All me. All right, Nash, your turn. All right, um, can you tell me how big they are compared to the size of Stanley? Like, you say he's like a doll in their hand, but... They're like 12 feet, so they're double your height. Double height. Picture a person your size, but twice as tall and super thick. How fast is he getting away from us? Like, are we gonna... It was a 30-foot movement speed, so he's moving far enough away. That sort of pace. Oh. He's... All right. But he's he's behind the three other ice element. I'm going to call them ice elementals, just because it's easier. Um, they're standing in front of you. They're made of, beings made of ice with corpses frozen inside them. Well, I'm going to... I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed by this choice because it's... Uh, if I make him half the size so Stanley's not so small, that might be a good thing for Stanley, but also it would help us a lot for these other two if I made Varel big. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast Enlarge on Varel. Kind of our one-two combo. Our wombo combo. Uh, assuming he's willing. I'm willing. All right. Bond, make my monster grow. <laughs> All right, I do it then. All right, you make him uh, twice the size. So, Pharrell, yep. do the voice. <laughs> and he, he's now he's matches the size of these beings as he grows twice in the size, and you're now one of their size. They don't appear apprehensive towards this, but they are apprehensive towards you and your fire. And they both sort of step back. The, the three of them sort of step back, taking in their foe. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn, Nash? No, although maybe, like, I don't have a visual here, but maybe back up a little bit. So let's say another... Okay. I don't know. So we're all standing in front of you, so you are protected from any opportunity attacks. So you, you move a little bit back and take in... Uh, to a safer Just to give a little range, yeah. That's my Yeah. Alright. And so the last thing we hear this week is laughter. <laughs> and Stanley, you begin to feel the air leave your lungs as your neck becomes tight. As you struggle and fight back with this ice elemental, something clutches your neck and grows tighter and tighter. And you realize air is being cut off from your throat as the necklace you put on. The promise 
To Sarantha. Uh, what did I call her? Sarantha. Damn it. I lost my flow. Sarantha. Sarinthala, uh, as your promised amulet that you wore for Sarinthala begins tightening itself tighter and tighter around your neck, and you begin suffocating. Well, and that's where we leave it this Jesus! time. Jesus! <laughs> Crap. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hope feels a tad responsible. Now about trust it out. Oh, feels a tinge of responsibility all of a sudden. I like that. That's the final thing we got. We should be her face as the camera fades. She's looking like, oh, oh no. no, yeah. Is it her menagerie of boyfriends? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like I that love a lot. This chick. Yeah. She's crazy. I knew we shouldn't have trusted her. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I think she's the one person we run into you didn't say. Yeah, I think you're I right. Trust uh, her. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. More, I was more obsessed Told with Toby. Is Toby in the, one of the legs or arms? Not that this isn't part of the game. I'm just curious. Which limb is he? Yeah, he's more in the chest area. Oh, okay. I can't wait to. But kill there's him. a there's a person in one of the legs. Oh, there is people in the legs. It's gonna suck when you damage these things and the corpse comes flopping out of it. I want to kill Toby so bad because I think it'll upset Grandma. I'm excited about it. <laughs> but anyway. at the same time, who's carrying uh, Stanley? Is it uh, Benson, Carl, or Gordon? Mm. <laughs> Benson? Yeah. It's probably Benson. Damn it, Benson. <laughs> it's Benson. We couldn't trust Benson. We knew it all along. Never trust he warned Benson. Us. Uh, well, there you go. That's a fine episode of the show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. I know that I did. We'll be back here uh, next week for a whole another take of There Will Be Dungeons. And, of course, we'll pick up where we last left off. So if you're worried about uh, our adventurers, don't be. They'll probably be okay. We'll figure it out. Uh, until then, a reminder, if you want to support this show, we have a custom-built support system we built ourselves. It's pretty rad and has great things in it. And if you want to go find out what that is, go to their therewillbedungeons.com click on the support link and find a level that's right for you there's a bunch of you that already have and we really want to thank you for that it means a great deal to us and helps keep the show the campaign and all of us here so uh, please continue your support and uh, go check it out if you haven't get in for a little if you want and hardly hardly anything it's super cheap that's therewillbedungeons.com go there today it's going to do it for us Bo any final words of wisdom from our intrepid DM the next time a nice old lady offers you soup, you should politely accept eating it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good lesson to learn. All right. That's going to do it for us. That would do it. <laughs> we would have been fine if we ate the soup. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that was the answer. I feel like oh, you had these, these ice giants were coming either way, is my opinion. No, that's not canon. That thing I said is not canon. Oh, okay. Just oh, some advice. <laughs> From right. one hag to the world. <laughs> to another. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching, listening, and being here. Eat my soup. We'll see you next week. Soup! This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't think I could do this accent anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I forgot how to do it. <laughs>